Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. Um, I'm with my good friend and colleague, Kat Larson. Hello, Kat. Hello, Dr. Taylor Hartman. How is your yes. life? My life is very full, actually. Very, Tell very me. full. Like, I, I'm, I'm doing a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Working yeah. with a whole lot of different groups and people and loving it. I'm actually enjoying it very much. Um, I'm seeing some great movement and people. And I'm also having some fun. Like mm-hmm. we're going to a Broadway play tonight. As it's here in Salt Lake City, which will be very fun. Tina Turner. Oh. It was very fun because oh. my, my I know, she's so great. So my wife was talking to my daughter in Hawaii. And she was Tina Turner t- tomorrow night. She goes, um, I think she died, Mom. <laughs> and she uh, goes, no, no, I don't mean the person. I mean the play. <laughs> it's about her. Aww. He was worried that maybe we were getting old in dementia. We didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm excited about but that. But life is very fulfilling. I'm most excited about our trip to Peru oh. and my Spanish class that I'm taking. <laughs> Beso. Pero. <laughs> uh, he's laying at my feet. That doesn't mean Paco. He said Pero. <laughs> That means yes. dog. No, <laughs> it's so funny to be. Um, I don't know. There's times when I'm like, I'm 74. Seriously, why am I learning Spanish? But on the other hand, it is so fun. Like just trying to get the the lingo and and just to, the female and the male, mm-hmm. um, which is different than English. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I gotta say, cat. I'm really enjoying. And like, if I'm behind on the homework, I'm like, oh no, I have to stay home and I have to get this down so I can get it for the class next. Now, do you actually go to a class or are you doing it online or what are you doing? Online. It's an online class. Yeah. And then we separate into little like uh, like one-on-one to practice. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to see where different people are, different levels they are. Of course, we're all beginning, but Mm -hmm. some are more beginning than others. Mm -hmm. Are you pretty good with languages? I'm good with accent. I, by nature, I'm. I have a natural feel for it. I'm very mm-hmm. fortunate that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how good I am at remembering the actual words um, <laughs> as I've aged. But I'm. I'm pretty good with, with my accent by nature. It's funny. Whenever we would travel as a family, I would always speak in a Danish accent because it's the only language I knew. <laughs> so my kids would go, "They're not. We're in Italy. It does not work here." <laughs> Yeah, but I sound impressive. Just go with it. Yes, exactly. It sounds like I have an accent. So I'm working on it. We'll see what happens after. You know, oh my gosh! Well, you just notice when <laughs> you're ta- when you're a different country and you don't know they don't know you. You can always point. There's always the Vanna White. I tell Paco, yeah. it's the Vanna White approach to language. Like, <laughs> I, the, ah, you, know, you are right. <laughs> and people are helpful when you that way. When you're open to that, they're helpful. Yes, yes, you, they are. You just got to be willing to make mistakes. And it's ironic you we bring this up, Kat, because I want to talk today about second chances. Mm. And I think if we are not, it's funny about this. Like, um, why is it people are born believing they should not make mistakes? And they make mistakes and then they treat themselves like they are undeserving because they shouldn't get a second chance. They should do it right first time. This young man was speaking about his dad and he said, yeah, when I was growing up, I remember falling and him yelling at me. Why are you falling? And and the damage that that dad did for years for this boy was he was never good enough. He never measured up because of things where normally you would fail 
before you would get better at it. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Instead, the father was like, you shouldn't fall. It should never happen. So today is about how you embrace second chances on both fronts. Number one, if I make the mistake, how do I forgive myself, pick myself up and move on? What mm-hmm. I learn. Mm-hmm. And from the other person who the damage was done to mm-hmm. because of uh, my mistakes. So it's one thing if I choose to not finish school and I wish I had done that. So I go back. Another thing, if I have an affair and it affects my family, my spouse, and how then they deal with second chances, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very, very telling about life when you understand how people accept or embrace second chances, mm-hmm. right? You are a great example of that. Like you made a choice to marry someone. It was not the great fit that you had hoped for. Mm-hmm. And I think you would say he and you are both happier today mm-hmm. with the change you made in who you now married to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So yes. what if someone held you hostage and said, no, you made your bed, lie in it. What about that? Or maybe someone did say it to you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well like, what, what do you think about that? Well, the conversation that hit me the most was, you know, with the very best of intentions on my parents was like, listen, you know, it's not much better than this anywhere. So, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, beating you or an alcoholic or, you know, you guys go do fun things, you know, so listen, just take the good stuff. Everything, every relationship is like this. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. You know what? That's beautiful. That's very good. Like, and they meant well by it. Very like, well. Jump out because you're being spont- you know, spontaneous, like right. impulsive. Right. They didn't know your heart, though. They didn't know what you were feeling or dying from. Mm-hmm. And so by saying things like minimizing it, he doesn't mm-hmm. beat you. He's not an alcoholic. You have to then rethink. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. And the connection that you wanted, that you got with Paco, was not going to happen in the one you were in. No, I mean, not because of who he was. You know how that happens sometimes. It just doesn't happen, right? No. Well, and the beauty was I didn't see either one of you blaming. And I didn't know him as much, but you didn't blame. You simply said, "I, I want something different, right? And I, by the way, our listeners should understand, I'm not saying to people who are on their 17th chance that they make sense. Like that's kind of, uh, that's not healthy. I am saying that people have the right to have made a choice that was not in their best interest as they've come to it later on. But the motive behind why they choose to make a second chance is mm-hmm. even more telling than the fact that they want a second chance. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. of a couple that I'm working with right now. He was abusive. He was insensitive. He was cheating. They have lots of problems. Mm-hmm. They are now choosing to work it through. They're working it out, the relationship. And it's impressive, like on her part, in my mind, totally to even go there. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll find um, it was a good choice. I think she'll be grateful she actually gave a second chance, right? Mm-hmm. The question is, um, I say to him, so what made you choose to be a different person? Why would she trust you now differently than what she could have before? And the good part for him in my mind was his ability to own. I was so twisted in my thinking, how I was raised, what I believed was, and it's mine. I did it. I'm not blaming anyone else. He was very defensive of the parents for a while. And finally he could own, you know what? I did learn bad habits. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought I was right when I was very wrong. That humility opened up 
all sorts of doors to, I think I could trust the person you are now Mm -hmm. versus the person that you were believing you could be before. Mm -hmm. So look to see the motive. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I was just going to say that you, you've taught, you know, us um, that are, you know, coaches or trainers, like a color has the secret sauce, the thing that makes them so like, oh my gosh, so good. So let's say you're right. red and your secret sauce is confidence, right? I mean, right. And, and you see that and they're confident and they make decisions and they go blindly where no man has gone before, you know, they just go right. and do. And then the other part right. is their superpower. So you talk about this secret sauce and then this superpower and the superpower for a red you say is vulnerability. And right. so, but what you see with people, it's like, yeah, they got this confidence and they just keep hitting the gong every time with confidence. And you can only get to a certain point. And then that second chance, when when that red can go to vulnerability, then you can go, oh, this second chance will work now. He's not just using his confidence. Now he's in right. vulnerability. It's so awesome the way that you, you share that, because the reality is that second chance mm-hmm. brings a different kind of person. And yes. many of those kinds of people, for example, will say to me, I didn't have that first piece in my first go around. I was insensitive. I was arrogant. I was not vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so you see a very different person the second time around Mm -hmm. with that added to it, right? And so it's so great when you point that out. Like, listeners, please consider, like, are you playing to all sides of your personality that are and the ones that would make you a really, really, like, successful red or a blue? Like, are you doing those things that would actually add a second element of who you are and who you've not been Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. right? Like a blue who's never enough because they have these high expectations. How rich is it when the blue person says, I get it. I was doing it to myself. That was not necessary. Um, And they actually become humble, right? So I I think, I mean, like there's a guy I was talking to the other day, he's a yellow. He's not self-centered. Like, it's so interesting. He will talk about things. And I said to him, you know what impresses me is you don't make it about you. Yellows by nature are always about themselves, right? Self-centered, and you don't. And he said, you know, I've learned a long time ago that my life would not be what it is without my wife. I would not have the quality of life I have without her. So drawing attention to myself does not really solve the truth of what, why my life is so great. It's like, like you talked about, the white, like the ability for them to have the courage to speak to issues. Like they're a different person when they have that versus mm-hmm. just the kindness that they offer. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really good for us to think about, do I allow people to have second chances? And probably even more important, am I willing to take a second chance? Am I willing to negotiate life differently than I have in the past? Can I do it differently and better for a second chance? And you said something about, you know, 17th time is gets a little ridiculous. It's like, talk a little bit about your rule of thumb about like, you know, second chances, is that really just one, two? Or when you talk about second chances, what does that mean to Uh, you? Yeah. You know what I'm looking for is congruence. Like if they're doing the same behaviors, the same mindset they've had before, they can do second, third, fourth, fifth chances. It's not going to change. Like you're in the same outcome. But if I really feel or hear there's a shift in the congruence, like now they're saying, I know why I did what I did. Here's what I'm doing differently now. Then I give hope to that. So you're right. It's not like just doing and redoing and redoing. It's like what's shifted in the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like for example, when a man and a woman are together 
And the man is very responsible, gets things done, pays the bills, but rarely takes her hand. Rarely will look at her and just say, I'm so grateful I have you as a spouse. And he says, you know what I've realized is I just took that for granted. Like I thought I was doing all that by doing the, paying the bills and showing up and taking care of business. And he said, I realized that I have cheated her. Mm. That's very different than the man that says, well, you know, she should appreciate what I do. Like if she appreciated that, it wouldn't be so bad. Mm. Like that person's going to keep doing the same mistake, right? So I have a lot more hope for the second one who says, no, I really realized that those are really great things. I'm glad I do them. But I was missing her on another element, another level. And mm-hmm. I want that as part of my future. So. So good. Gosh. So so that second chance piece, what has to be present in me? Like what kind of things get in the way of people giving second chances? Do you see with the colors? Like what what might it sound like? Because we can really kind of, you know, spin a, I'm, well, I have a right to feel this way. You know. What, right. So what kind of things in color language do you think stop like a, a red, a blue, a white, or a yellow from giving somebody a second chance? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think for a red, for example, it's like, um, no, you made me look bad. Like, no, I've already paid okay. the dues by what you put me through. Okay. I'm not going through it again. They have very hard boundaries. Like, they're like, no, I've given you the one-off. That's done. We're moving on. Okay. Um, and they're also not very sensitive to others that make mistakes when they don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's a red problem. Mm-hmm. A blue problem would be like, I want to own you because you hurt me so deeply. I want a pound of flesh. I want you to show me and grovel as to how badly you've treated me so that I can then trust that you won't do that again. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for uh, endless kind of uh, apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the yellow, their problem is they just, they leave. Like they don't give you a second chance because they're not there. They actually took themselves out of the relationship and moved away. Or they commit to other activities in their life, things that will give them energy positives and they'll just let you kind of wither on the side they won't give you the opportunity to be part of their life they may not leave you they may leave you but they probably won't engage you or nurture you back into their life in the same way and yellows also have the problem of um not wanting to be hurt but they don't want to own that they're hurt so they pretend as though i'm being good by just not bringing it up but the reality is they're not letting you back in. The white personality, um, their silent stubbornness is deadly. They have to speak to the issue. They have to actually say what they experienced, which is so hard for them. Because if they don't say what they experienced, they can't let it go. They're still looking for it. But if they can actually speak to the issue, that's a critical element of giving a second chance to someone. It's, it's funny how they can just turn you off. Mm-hmm. And they'll be there, but not they're not there emotionally. They're mm-hmm. just there physically. Mm-hmm. So for them to actually speak to what happened, what they felt is vital to getting over and giving a second chance in a relationship. Yeah, I hear that. Those are really clear, you know, like when you see people doing them and, and you're experiencing it from somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, because yeah. I think I've told you that like as a yellow, I've been... You know, I mean, in my early life, it was just, you know, just not showing up. I mean, literally yeah. and figuratively not showing up. Right. Um, and and there's some people that will never trust me again. And I just well have to said. accept it. I just have to yep. accept that. No matter That's what it. I do now, it's like. It won't matter. Won't happen. It, you know what's bad about that is it really is out of your hands. You can't mm-hmm. make that happen. But ironically, 
let's say I'm one of those people that, you know, you wronged or whatever else. I was not wrong that you treated me badly. You were. Right. But now that I'm not willing to give you a second chance, I'm wrong. And you're not. And people go crazy when I tell them that. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She put that on me. I didn't create the problem. And I'm like, doesn't matter. It happened and now it's on you. So what are you going to do? Or I'll hit the person in my office. I'll say, okay, now I hit you. So you didn't ask for it. You were wrong. You did nothing wrong, but you came to get help. Now, tell me what you're going to do about that. Well, I don't trust you at all. Okay, well, tell me. That's fine. Is that the end of it? We're done working together now? Well, no, I, I'm going to work with you, but I don't know why it's okay for you to hit me. I said, it's not okay for me to hit you, but it's not okay for you not to discuss how that made you feel and what you want to do about that, how you want to set up new boundaries going forward and what you expect. You have mm -hmm. to re-engage me. Why? I didn't do anything wrong in the first place. Because you're letting me own you then. The bottom line is you didn't do anything wrong, but now that you're letting me own you, you are doing it all wrong. And I'm free because I'm trying to get better. God, you're just, I always have like light bulb moments. So, so is that a piece like, so I've done something to somebody in my life. I didn't show up and I was the flake. And, and the fact that if I reach out and they still keep arm's length, no, I'm not going to trust you again. Right. Um, is that an armor? When you talk about armoring, yeah. up, are they armoring up on that? Yeah. Well done. The reality is I've always said to my clients, the healthier you are, the less armor you need. Because your armor comes from within. And the less secure you are, the less strong you are, then you armor up. You're always setting up obstacles for people to get close to you because you can't handle it. You're too afraid. It's like toxic parents. There are certain people that I'm like, I'm not worried about you. Like they won't create a, a mess in your life. You just, mm -hmm. You'll just naturally know what you can expect and what you can get and what you can't. Mm -hmm. Other people, I literally tell them, don't talk to them again. You can't navigate life with that. You just, it's not, you're not strong enough. You've not done that work yet. So you can imagine the same problem comes to me. I give totally different feedback based on the quality and character of the person I'm giving it to. So, you know, this whole thing where people have gotten so into setting boundaries, like boundaries are everything anymore. I'm like, yeah, but you're making such a big deal about it. Like you should just know what they are and move forward. But if you have to always kind of make that rigid point of just so you know, here's what I'm going to do when I come there. I'm like, that's about you. All you're telling me is I'm too weak to believe I can manage myself. So I'm setting it out there as an armor to protect me. And what it does, of course, often is it creates more hostility between you and the other person because they're like, you're being unreasonable. Or you're being so negative. Or, and all the person's trying to say is, I can't do it any other way. I have to be very clear about what I won't accept and what's not acceptable because I'm too weak to believe I can hold the boundary legitimately. Our listeners should always be thinking about that dynamic when it shifts from the other person did them wrong to where they're doing themselves wrong and the other person. They should always be thinking about that, which is a real good tie into the second chances concept. So um, what color tends to give the most second chances? Uh, I think probably, probably whites and yellows. I okay. would think probably give the most, right. They're not as controlling. They're not as bothered by it. Um, it's not, it's, we're not as invested perhaps as a red or blue. Um, the standard isn't quite as high, I would think. So mm -hmm. I think yellows and whites are probably more likely to allow. I've seen a lot of whites that have said, well, you know, what they really meant was not that they're very logical about mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. kind about it, mm -hmm. uh, which I really admire in them. And then the yellows, they're just not that 
invested. So it's, um, I mean, it, it didn't feel good. Like if I have a friend, I, I remember this. I had a great friend in college that he never showed up for stuff. We were going to meet. I didn't care. I just went with someone else. It didn't matter to me at all. And I didn't ever call him out on it because it didn't, it just didn't matter to me. And I've had other people say to me, why is that okay with you? I said, <laughs> no. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having fun whether he's here I'm, or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly my response. And I can look at it from there. And now that I understand color code, I can look at it very easily and go, well, no wonder they thought it was kind of weird that I would allow that because they were blues and reds. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so blues and reds tend to, to, uh, what I love too, is that I, a red I get, I mean, they just go no second chances, boom on. It's clear with the blue, they're not really giving you a second chance. They're still there. And they're reminding you the whole time that they're not giving you a second chance and why you don't, shouldn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. They move onto that platform. Yes. And it, it's been very intense in some of my sessions with clients where they've been cheated on. Oh. And I've literally said to them after months of working through things, I want you to know that if you really can't let go of this, I'm going to recommend that he or she leave the marriage. I want you to know that if you will not stop holding him hostage, I think it's in his best interest not to be with you anymore. And they can be indignant when that happens. Like I, it happened to me. Don't you tell me. I said, well, I don't know why you're in therapy. If you think that's working and you can't forgive him, you're not really, really connected like you used to be, nor do you want to be because you want a pound of flesh. I don't think that's in his best interest. He made a mistake. He was wrong. He wants to change. She wants to change. They're trying to be different than they were before. And you keep reminding them that can never be. I said that to me is poor mental health for him or her to stay with you. And there, that's that's a that's a tough bar for them to jump over, but it's truth. So that's reality. Oh, just a quick sidebar on that. So why why does anybody? Because I think any color can do it. Why do they want to hold on to that? What does it does that make them? Is it ego? Is it? It is ego. Self, it's, is it? It's ego. Yeah, I want to control you. You did this to me. I want to control you. You owe me. Uh, I'm going to play God. I'll decide when you've done penance. When it's good enough. It's really more of a protection thing. Mm -hmm. I'm protecting myself is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to trust you or be vulnerable. So I'm going to decide when I will shift that and allow you in. And it's very brutal. And, I, you know, the healthier you are, the sooner you can move on. The less healthy you are, the less able you are to move on. You hang on to things. Oh, that's but good to know. About let's think about it, Kat. I mean, honestly, we're not meant to be perfect. We're not no. meant to know how to navigate everything perfectly. So, and we typically hurt the ones we love the most, I mean, yes. right? So learning to accept the need for second chances and or decide when second chances are inappropriate. They're not in my best interest, right? I think it's a really cool gift of good mental health when you know that. That's a good thing to think about. Like, like when was the last time you gave somebody a second chance and who do you need to give a second chance to? I mean, really, because you can hold stuff and not tell people, right? Yeah. You can have. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, so maybe they don't even know that they need a second chance from you, but internally, how could your relationship grow if you did it, if you let it so go? Well said. Yeah. And the truth is it's sometimes confusing to the other person because you're right. You're not telling them. Yep. But you are distant or detached or yes. not the same. And they question you and you're like, no, no, things are fine. And no, they're not fine. Right. So I love what you just said. It's 
You have to decide, are you going to live a better life by letting it go or aren't you? Or are you going to talk about it? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I always tell people it's not wrong for you to have a dialogue about what happened and why it hurts you and how it felt. That's mm-hmm. not wrong at all. Mm-hmm. It's just important that if you are going to do that, you do it instead of holding on to it. I had a situation recently where a, a man was in a marriage and he just did not want to um, tell his wife that he was having an affair. And he was. And so it came out. They were seen. He and the affair person were seen. And now it's created much more angst and distrust and across the board for everyone. And so the one he was having the affair with has to decide, am I going to give you a second chance here? You already put me through the mud now. I don't really feel good about how I was treated in this process. And I think she will give him a second chance, but I think he probably has to really rethink about uh, the damage that he's done by not acting appropriately when he should have. So so his wife or the person who was, he was in an affair with? Yeah, the person he was having an affair with. Uh, his wife didn't want to make an effort at all. She was no longer interested in the relationship. So she's gone. Okay. Well, no, she's not gone. Now she wants him back, too. So okay. there you go. <laughs> I mean, there you go. There's the as human trauma. the world turns. <laughs> <laughs> that is as the world turns. Um, I hope our listeners are thinking about this. Second chances. What do they feel like? What do they look like? And how will they enhance or limit the quality of your life by offering them. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, maybe it's time for you to consider a second chance for yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay for you to consider, you know what? I still have a lot of life in me. I'd like to try this different than mm-hmm. I have in the past. Thank you, Kat, as Beautiful. always. It's always great. Listeners, we love you. Thanks for being with us. Good luck in your second chances in life. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.